So the IAAF uh, will be allowed to restrict testosterone levels in female runners. Uh, the Court of Arbitration for Sport overnight rejected Caster Semenya's challenge against the IAAF's new rules. So now she and other athletes with differences of sexual development, or DSD, must either take medication in order to compete in track events from 400 metres through to the mile event or change to another distance. Uh, the Court of Arbitration of Sport found the rules for athletes with, with DSD, in this case Sarmenia, discriminatory, yes, but the discrimination was necessary, reasonable and proportionate to protect the integrity of female athletics. Uh, they've also asked the IAAF to consider delaying the application of the rules to the 1500 metre and one mile event until more evidence is available. Uh, this was a three-person panel for the Court of Arbitration for Sport. It's our understanding the final vote was 2-1. Almost a split decision in what has become an extremely important ruling uh, today. Martin Gillingham, Radio Sport regular, of course, uh, athletics commentator who does the rounds for the Diamond League throughout Europe and would be right across this particular story, joins us this morning. Martin, let's start with the ruling. What is your interpretation of what the Court of Arbitration of Sport has given us? Well, I think, you know, first of all, I think you summed it up very well. I mean, the very fact that it is a split decision and the Court of Arbitration for Sport admits that they are being discriminatory, I think suggests that they are still slightly uncomfortable. As things stand, what it does mean now is that Casta uh, Semenya and any like her, but I think that, and this is an editorial point, I think this is quite clearly was intended for one person and one person only. It means now that Custer Semenya must immediately, if she wants to participate in the 800 metres at the World Championships in, uh, in September, she must now undergo medical intervention to reduce her levels of testosterone. Now, I believe that is why this will move on from being a case that analyses the scientific evidence and becomes a human rights issue. Because if we look at it, Custer Semenya is an athlete. That is what she does. Now, if she wants to continue being an athlete, which is a reasonable assumption for a woman who nobody's claiming has cheated, she's not broken any laws, she is as she was born, she is now going to have to undergo hormone level reduction. Now, first of all, and let's face it, by introducing this regulation, the IAAF are going to have to take responsibility for enforcing this on the athlete because it's all well and good for the IAAF to sit back and say, well, we're not forcing her to do it. Well, the point is they are if she wants to continue participating as an athlete, which is what she is and what she does. And there is plenty of evidence out there, scientific, that the impact both physically and in terms of a mental health can be endangered by the sort of medical intervention. And that is quite apart from the fact that we start consider considering whether forcing a woman to undergo medical treatment that she herself does not want to undergo, and that becomes a condition of her participating, is that or is that not a breach of human rights? And I think any reasonable person would say, that it probably is. And that is why this case, I think, is set to run because it will now move away from the sporting environment. It will become an issue of human rights.
Um, Martin, you're talking there about medical treatment. Uh, I'm, I'm not quite sure what she needs to do, whether it's injections or a course of something else like that as well. But do you think the IAF, uh, the IAAF is actually kind of secretly hoping that she gets discouraged and just goes away? Yeah, because I think that's what they've been trying to do for 10 years. And this is what I think is, you know, I find sounds slightly distasteful. And, you know, I was there in 2009 at Berlin at the World Championships where she first appeared to the world, if you know what I mean. And I don't mind admitting there was a degree of discomfort seeing this rather muscular, um, yet quite imperious, an athlete who, in terms of her pace judgment and the way she quickened up, was not classically female. I then heard her interviewed on the track immediately after she won the final, and her voice was very similar to that of a young teenaged African boy. Um, and I was uncomfortable, and I don't mind admitting that. But what I've done is I've gone and looked at all the evidence. I've taken and considered the opinion of people who know what they're talking about, because I don't pretend to understand all the science here. But I am persuaded that whilst I think this is a very, very difficult decision, and I do have some sympathy for those whose views are that she shouldn't be allowed to compete because she has an advantage. But on balance, I do believe that she should be allowed to compete. Nobody, I think, seriously doubts her, uh, her gender. She's female. She has raised levels of testosterone. There are, I mean, the ultimate um, uh, authority, uh, a scientist from Yale University called uh, Katrin Kazakazis, um, believes, and she's just written what she calls the um, biography of testosterone. She firmly believes that the, the impact of testosterone on performance is actually exaggerated. And she is part of the lobby who've been supporting Semenya. Um, I feel they have got it wrong. And I mean, that's before. I mean, let's be honest, hey. We're taking lectures here from the IAAF. And they're talking about protecting the integrity of women's athletics. Let's not forget, this is the same IAAF, which continues to celebrate the achievements of two of East Germany's most infamous drug takers mm. by not just allowing them to keep their world records, but five years ago, only five years ago, long after we knew they were cheats, stuck them both in the Hall of Fame. Hey, Martin, I so mean, I... that is... I'm talking about Marita Koch and Heidi yeah, Dreschler, by the way. I mean, I mean, one of them, would you believe, got the IAAF Spare Play Award. So I don't want to take lectures from the IAAF on fair play, reasonable, and protecting the integrity of women's athletics, because that's an organisation which, I mean, with that sort of background, I mean, it's going to put parody out of business. She won the 5,000, she, so she's moved up a distance to the 5,000, which means that these laws would not apply for that particular event, and she cleaned up one gold at the recent South African Athletics Championships. What's her future as a 5,000-metre runner, if in fact that's what she wants to do? Well, I think we must bear in mind, and I know South African Athletics pretty well, having spent 12 years down there as a newspaper correspondent, um, the depth is not great, so let's put that performance in perspective. Um, she could probably win the 10,000-metre title as well. Globally, she will not be a threat at the 5,000 metres. I really don't think she will be. Um, 
And I even understand that under the current rules and the judgment today, there is a way that um, the IAAF could possibly prevent her running the 5,000 metres, but I'm not going to say that with absolute certainty. The reality is that Custer Semenya is first and foremost an 800-metre runner. She competes to a slightly lower level at the 1500 and even more so at the 400. She will continue to be a global um, power, dare I say, at the 800 metres. And that I'm sure is where she wants to compete. And where I think if she now pursues this on the basis of human rights, could well be um, where she will excel. But um, there's been so much rubbish spoken around the edges about I've heard Paula Radcliffe and this morning Sharon Davis, the British swimmer, saying how agents are running around Africa at the moment looking for intersex women and trying to turn them into Semenya clones. I mean, that, I mean that's utterly risible. I mean, do you, I mean, you can honestly imagine we've got athletics agents going to the sort of, you know, the, you know, the, uh, the bush of, uh, of the northern province, which is where Custer Semenya is from, and sort of knocking around some of the. Uh, um, uh, you know, corrugated zinc homes there knocking on the door and saying, hi, do you mind if we conduct one or two little medical tests on your daughter just to see if she's, if she's intersex and we might try and turn her into a world beater? I mean, it's just, it's, 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 it's risible. Um, so I think we can work on the basis that's not happening. Sure. And also the, I mean, the rather bizarre claim on the part of, uh, uh, of the IAAF and the likes of uh, Paula Radcliffe that, this is to prevent uh, intersex women overrunning the sport. I mean, intersex women have been around as long as women have. So if that was going to happen, it would have happened by now. Martin, I appreciate your time this morning. Martin Gillingham talking athletics with us on Radio Sport.